Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the 143. Well, I'm in the 143 and Nick is in spirit here in the 143. And this is episode 81. We've got a doozy for you today, as we do We're every week. We're cruising through it. It's kind of crazy. This is our uh, first August episode of the year. Inching, I know we talk about it every week, inching ever closer to the NFL season. And yep. actually ever closer back to when you'll get to see both of me and Joseph in the 143, oh, yeah. you know, with that classic under review backdrop. So we're all excited for that. We're about three episodes away, I guess, from that happening. And uh, we're pumped for that. But uh, today we're going to talk a little MLB and NFL for you. Um, we're just going to dive right into it because we got some stuff to talk about. Stat of the week brought to you by Andrews Logistics. The Broncos predicted coming into the 2022 season last year, their predicted record was 12 and five. They had just gotten Russell Wilson. They were looking pretty good. Had just hired head coach Nathaniel Hackett. At the end of the season, their record was five and 12. The Broncos completely crashed last year. Russell Wilson looked terrible. Hackett did not know what he was doing at head coach. And uh, that's kind of a precursor to what we're going to talk about today, some drama between um, the Broncos and the Jets. But that's your stat of the week, brought to you by News Logistics. Your player of the week, uh, former New York Met, now currently a Texas Ranger, as of uh, recent trade deadline pickups, it is Max Scherzer, who is a three-time mm. Cy Young Award winner and – a World Series champion. You know, he won that World Series back in 2019 with the Washington Nationals. Yes, sir. With a career 315 ERA. That is mm. absolutely incredible. Good for him. So excited to have him on the Rangers because, you know, we've been we struggling him. in the pitching department and low-key offensively lately. But, you know, we won't really talk about that right now. But he's a huge addition Mm -hmm. To the Rangers starting rotation, you know, our, I mean, really no one has been cutting it recently for me uh, <laughs> other than Nathan Ovaldi, but, you know, he's been injured. So that has been a huge struggle. And I would say that's what's been holding us back from success is pitching because I think our offense mm -hmm. will pick it back up once, once we get Heim back, once we get Seeger back, we'll get in that groove. And then hopefully these new guys we brought in to pitch will come in and do a job for us. Yep, we're excited to have Scherzer on the team. Actually going to talk about him and uh, Justin Verlander, who left the Astros for about half a season and is back. Uh, got traded today, as well as uh, Scherzer. So the Mets made two huge offseason moves in getting Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander and then decided halfway through, it's not really working out, traded both of them, Scherzer to the Rangers, and the Astros, of course, copied us and went out and got an ace. And Justin Verlander because yeah, they're like, trying to be like us something original. But um, let me just say something, okay? I and I just want to say this, and I think Nick agrees with me here. Um, I understand that we only have half a game lead in the division right now. All right, but I haven't heard anything all season from Astros fans until now. So I would just like to say that um. Maybe stay quiet till the end of the season, and we'll see how everything plays out. But I don't want you to start chirping now. I mean, I absolutely agree. You know, we've had this discussion before off air. Um, haven't heard anything from 
Houston all year long. They win a few games in July, and all of a sudden, here come these Astros fans. And by the way, they didn't even they're at, they were acting like after that series they had already overtaken the AL West when they were still um, a few yeah. games back at the end of that series against us. And yeah, they've crept up to half a game, but we're we're still we're still in the lead. And also the other thing is if y'all snag the AL West right now, it at the beginning of August, there's still two months left to the season. I so I think it's, it's gonna not, be close. I'm not worried. It's gonna be close to the end. You know, and at that point, I mean you're not we're not gonna know until maybe like two weeks before the season ends, like even if even then who the division winner is gonna be. So let's just all buckle in. Let's just enjoy the season and don't start talking to me now that it's, you know, you, like we you've had since April and I haven't heard a word. So um, I don't want to yeah, hear it I don't right now. Hear. Wait till October. We've been sitting comfortable atop the AL West for literally the entire season. Um, it seems like all the other divisions, except except for the Braves, obviously the Braves are, the, are probably the other team. Mm-hmm. Um that have been sitting atop their division the whole year. Uh, the Orioles have snuck up on the Rays a little bit. They were in first for a little bit, but, mm. you know, other than us and the Braves, no one else has really been chilling atop their division. So I just like everyone to slow down. Okay. Yep. It is August 1st, August 2nd, when this episode comes out. You know, things might change here in the next few weeks, but there is plenty of season left to gain some ground. So going from that to the two trades that just happened that really were the biggest trades of the trade deadline, all that stuff. um, What do I think about those trades? I don't think it really changes that much. It's still going to be close. They got a really good pitcher who's kind of older. We got a really good pitcher who's kind of older. They both have not been pitching great this season. Um, And maybe they were under a lot of pressure with the New York media. Like I've heard it's tough to play in New York. Maybe coming down to these Texas teams will help them both. But I think like both teams kind of got better. So at the same time, like nobody got better than the other one in these trades right here. Now we did get a couple other pitchers from the Cardinals. So I think our pitching staff has gone up where the Astros just got Justin Verlander. Um, so our pitching has been elevated because of the few pitchers we've gotten, but Max versus Justin, I think it's, I mean, it's about the same thing. Like both teams got great pitchers and we don't really know how it's going to pan out. So neither team like won or lost these trades, I would say at the moment, I mean, I'd say it seems like both teams won by getting these guys, you know? Absolutely. And the other thing is you've heard it said iron sharpens iron, you know, we're reuniting mm-hmm. Max Scherzer and, Jacob DeGrom and actually Max Scherzer came out and said that um, he had spoken with Jacob a little bit prior to the trade and um, he said Jacob made it sound a lot easier to come down to Texas obviously he was thinking about it he was you know unsure but then once he spoke to his former teammate for a little bit he was like yeah obviously I'd, I'd love to come down to Texas and here we are and also like Joseph said we've added uh, two other arms from uh, from St. Louis. You know, we got Jordan Montgomery. We got another starter. We got another reliever in Chris Stratton. And I think that's really good because we've been needing guys to eat some innings a little bit. Evaldi went down. And so um, 
we've been struggling lately. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had to throw Cody Bradford in there. We've had to throw mm-hmm. Yeri Rodriguez in there. And it's not been frankly, great. those two guys aren't going to cut it. And also the other thing that's exciting too, is that I'm assuming Martin Perez might possibly get bumped to the bullpen because with the addition of two new starters, that means that someone that that was in the rotation before is probably going to get bumped. And Heaney made the case tonight, Tuesday night, that it should not be him. He had 11 strikeouts in our shutout win against the White Sox. He had eight through four innings. I mean, he got up there and absolutely shoved. You know, he he straight up took the trade personally and said, I want my job as a starting mm-hmm. pitcher. He got a hand it to him. He, I think he, he has it. He performed. He absolutely performed. So, obviously, looking at the trade deadline, I would say we absolutely won because what was the one thing we needed? Arms. And what did we get? Arms. So, I am super happy with what we did. Um, Our guys are – Corey Seager and Jonah Hobbs should be back this week or next week, uh, hopefully – we can go into kind of the middle of August playoff push kind of healthy would be the goal with our arms back. Hopefully Evaldi will be back as well. Um, but in terms of those, those were the two biggest trades of the trade deadline. Shohei didn't go anywhere like people thought he might. So um, in terms of that, I think both teams got better with the trades, but I think we were the win winner of the trade deadline because we got, we addressed what we needed, like Nick said. Um, so it should be a fun an exciting uh, last two months of the regular season here. Um, but moving off of baseball, just to talk uh, really quickly about the NFL, uh, some beef that's been happening there. Uh, so, Nick, I'll let you break down, but we've got Nathaniel Hackett, who used to be the Broncos head coach last season, was let go. He is now the offensive coordinator for the Jets. He's Aaron Rodgers' old offensive coordinator, from green bay so they know each other they it's the same system aaron's been in basically um and then sean payton of the broncos he's the new head coach there so i got some beef there i'll let nick uh nick explain it so the interest just a little backdrop as well so interesting because the broncos are having they're maintaining some of the same hype that they had prior to last season because the big thing was them getting Russell Wilson. And so it was like, okay, the Broncos are about to be absolutely disgusting. Right. And then this year they got Sean Payton. And so things are, you know, looking up Mm -hmm. for them because the other thing is, is I think it's, you know, mutually agreed upon that Russell Wilson was not the issue last year. I think he's still a great quarterback. I think he still has it. He was just put in a unfortunate circumstance. um, A, clueless head coach if you will someone that was not really capable to lead that team and basically Sean Payton just let it all fly I mean he because you know training camp had started recently and so I guess in his eyes the team was looking good and he's basically he just let the media know that um Nathaniel Hackett was basically completely incompetent he it was it was rough ran this team into the ground had no idea what he was doing and so obviously that ruffles some feathers over there in new york you know the first the first two guys i believe we saw come out and say something from the new york side was 
Um, the New York Jets head coach, Robert Sala, you know, he comes out like, you know, don't don't talk about my guy like that. Like, yep. you got no business. And then Aaron Rodgers essentially came out and said the same thing. Like, you know, put your money where your mouth is, whatever. Because, you know, um, I believe they are um, set to match up. I cannot think off the top of my head. October 8th. Yes, October 8th. So, obviously, that is setting up some extreme hype around that game. And so, I mean, I'm going to be super excited to see I that mean, one. I can't obviously, watch that game. I'll be, rooting, I'll be rooting for the Denver Broncos, obviously. I agree. Um, It's just some good – like, it's – so, a lot of people are saying Sean Payton, uh, he kind of had to issue apology as well. Sean Payton was out of line for those comments. You know what? We all love to see it. People in the NFL, and this is not just me, a lot of people think the NFL right now is pretty soft. Everybody's buddy-buddy. So it's nice, you know, every now and then to see some real um, friction between these two teams, you know, some actual intensity. Uh, I like that Aaron Rodgers is defending his guy. I like that Salah's defending his guy. I also like that Sean Payton's defending his his quarterback. So these guys, they're all doing the right thing and supporting their teammates and supporting their coaches and everything. Um Super excited to see this back-to-back. I think the Jets-Broncos game, I mean, the Jets' defense is insane. Their offense is going to be good. Broncos' offense should be a lot better, and their defense is really good as well. I mean, these are two really, really talented teams when you look at their rosters. And so what it's going to come down to is coaching. And um, what I can say confidently is that the Broncos have better coaching right now. So uh, Sean Payton has done it before. He's been successful in this league. Almost every year he's been a coach, a head coach. And so I, uh, I'm i excited to see that matchup. But this is just the kind of stuff we like to see as a season. Uh, we're kind of getting closer to the season. Uh, this is our last month without, you know, football, without regular season football. We've got some preseason stuff, but obviously that's that's not really that exciting. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see these two square off on October 8th. I think it's week four. And uh, I'm glad people are doing this, going back and forth. I am, I'm glad there's this rivalry because, you know, it gets a little frustrating tuning in every week and seeing players all buddy-buddy after mm-hmm. the game and, you know, swapping jerseys. And it's like, dude, you got to have that that hate for each other, that desire to do whatever it takes to win, you know. Right. Like whistle to whistle, y'all are, y'all hate each other. And then even after, y'all hate each other because it's like these this rivalry runs deep, you know. And then also – um, it's interesting because there was hype around the Broncos and the Jets separately before this game because obviously both teams were seen as missing that one piece, right? Like last year, the Jets were should have been a lot better than they were, but unfortunately they were lacking a quarterback. So what they do in the offseason, they went and got a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, who I think will be really good for them and mm-hmm. elevates the Jets to a higher level. Same thing for the Broncos. I mean, what were they lacking last season? They were lacking a head coach. And so they got the best head coach on the market at the time in Sean Payton. And so that also elevates their game to a whole new level. And then these two forces or whatever clashing together just makes that even better and I'm all for it you know I love to see some some good old-fashioned rivalry some some smack talk we've seen a lot of smack talk oh yeah this offseason um a little a little more than I remember from last year but I'm okay with it you know 
I think that'll make these games a lot more interesting, a lot more competitive. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it too. We love to see it here at under review and uh, we hope there's a lot more to come in the next month before the regular season starts. Absolutely. And I uh, just like to end it off, you know, it's, it's just great that it's uh, that baseball is fun in Texas again, mm-hmm. you know, talking about it, just, just reignites the fire. It is just great to finally, finally be good once again, you know, just, We've waited a while. Hope and pray. Hope and pray that 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 this lasts through September. But I'm confident in our boys. I think I think we got enough to get the job done. Agreed. So uh, here is we like to end our shows on under review. I've brought you a quote from the great Ken Venturi. Okay, I don't believe you have to be better than everybody else. I believe you have to be better than you ever thought you could be, and that's the truth. That is the truth. We hope you take that with you this week and uh, tune in next week for another episode of Under Review. Thanks for listening.